Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Huff. And I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to Myths. Hello and welcome back to Myths. This is episode 132. I'm Matt Hoss. And I'm that other guy. <laughs> and together we are strong, I imagine. <laughs> How are you, Dan? I'm very good, thank you, Matthew. Thank you so much for inviting me on the podcast for the uh, 132th time. Yeah, and well, actually, 130... not exactly 132. Cause... But hang on. When Go the on. other guests did it, did we still count those as canon? Yeah, they are. Oh my god. Like, right, you can't come in here saying that the guest episodes, which I worked really hard on during the Edinburgh Fringe and other times, um, uh, I, whenever we set to a weekly schedule, I, I, I probably went for that as well. And then I, I, you can't just say it's not canon. Like, are you, are you trying to retrospectively, like, are you retconning our podcast? <laughs> yes, it seems that way, doesn't it? Okay, that's, this is a good question. If you were going to retcon the podcast, what things would you fix? <laughs> Well, unfortunately, we only have 45 minutes today, but <laughs> I would probably fix. <laughs> I would probably. And no, I wouldn't have gone back and done the league table. <laughs> out of That's principle. Um, I'll tell you what, Dan. I, no, I probably on. would have um, maybe thought more about the implications of doing the Weedabix challenge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think everyone everyone was after episode eight. It's really a downhill slog, isn't it? So, <laughs> um, but um, well, you know what? It's really interesting then because we've done myths for a really long time. Like, what was the first? We started recording in two thousand seventeen, yep. late two thousand seventeen, and uh, yeah, and at the time, I was convinced that this would be a hit podcast. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, oh, and, uh, how how time flies, huh? Yeah, still no call from Lavi Apollo, but never mind. Like, uh, uh but it's it's fine. Uh, but like, uh, what I did, what, what, but what is weird though, Dan? Because talking about retcon, this is actually the perfect kind of fit into the podcast. Because like, I um, people know I do this podcast, and uh, with Twitch, I kind of have like a newfound fan club, which is really awesome. But what happens with that is that people go back to listen to myths in 2017, and oh, Dan, dear. what do you think I would change? <laughs> about our podcast if i had to go back because there's a lot i think i would like to change i think you would like to change several things firstly <laughs> firstly i would say episodes one to maybe even 20 is is peak peak sad matt hoss i'm talking living yeah. in a car i'm talking female problems not uh, that you have female problems. I mean, lady, oh. you have girl problems. I think you don't that, have lady that is... parts to have female problems. It's not that you're we... on a period or anything, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Uh, relationship problems. Yeah, uh, yeah. It definitely. Yeah, it was. It's certainly a time where I uh, cared a lot. Yeah, I I thought the purpose of comedy was to relieve pain rather than to actually be funny. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I I remember very vividly recently because there's a lot of things I've been reflecting on recently. Like I remember I was uh, for my master's dissertation, I studied stand-up comedy, and my, my dissertation was about how comedy can affect change and create a positive force and stuff like that. That that kind of idea. And 
for the longest time, I just assumed comedy was there to do something. It was a vehicle. But like, I remember sitting down with Richard Herring, just chatting to him. And I was like, but what's the purpose? And I really kind of was like drilling into this point. And he goes, you do know that the, the purpose of comedy, the priority is to make people laugh. And it blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, fucking hell. I mad. think that is because you studied it to a master's degree. You studied like stand up comedy. And I feel like that meant that you had overanalyzed everything. You spend your life, you see it from an academic perspective, and you lose sight of the, the main goal, which is just to have a good time and make some people laugh. Yeah, I, I think I, I put a priority on the other stuff rather than comedy when I performed it, if you know what I mean. So it wasn't totally hilarious. But um, yes, uh, so, so yeah, there's there's many things I would like to wreck on, Dan. And uh, yeah, that those first 20 episodes were quite bad. And also, I feel kind of embarrassed about those early episodes because I definitely was a different person to who I am now. Cause back then, I was kind of sad and just kind of... Uh, lonely and kind of like this person who hasn't blossomed yet and now it's 2021 i'm sad lonely i haven't blossomed yet but now i'm older you know i mean the first few episodes let's not forget you were worried if you were gay or not uh that's episode 10 i remember that <laughs> <laughs> now i have uh, like times yeah i mean yeah i i do have a theory on that and but i'm not gonna say it today <laughs> <laughs> no that's fine i um <laughs> no, we are, you know, it's been, we're having a long time. I've gone through quite a few jobs since we started the podcast. Yeah. You, so, yeah um, how has your life changed? I think it's changed for the better. I think we've grown up now. When we started, Matt, we were just pre-pubescent. No, we weren't. <laughs> oh, I maybe was. <laughs> <laughs> like Ganymede. <laughs> like Ganymede, yeah. Um, my butthole was tight. Oh, my oh, no. God. <laughs> All the callbacks. No, I... Um, <laughs> Oh god! If no one gets that reference, that's. I think that, I think it's quite a famous. To be fair, we, do, we it already in this episode. We've already done more niche callbacks. <laughs> so, um, no, I think we, um, you know, we're more mature individuals. You know, I we, feel we have more a structure now. Yeah, yeah. You have a house, or you're put in the you're trying to you a house. Yeah, it's on it's on the way. Yeah, it's on the way. You have a lady person in your life. <laughs> not lady problems though <laughs> uh, but yeah it's 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 definitely very different and um even in the last year when since lockdown i've changed a lot as well i think i've I blossomed and refined a lot more as well so yeah um so i think we should retcon the future dan we should uh you know kind of do stuff to kind of like make sure the, the future is good what what's the future of this podcast going to hold well recently we well it will probably be semi-regular episodes. Yeah. Um, it would also... I reckon the future is... And I don't want to... I think maybe a multi-billion pound Disney deal. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine this show on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Some kind of like animated series where they like... Where they animate our podcasts to yes. the myths that are happening. Right. If that you're would be on, sick, by the way. If you have a team of animators or you know someone at Disney, can you please get them in touch with us? Our email is misspodcasts at gmail.com. <laughs> well, make yeah. sure to check that account once every six months. So, like, be patient. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I just feel like that's where it's going, right? But uh, it's, you just, it, it just needs to animate. Like, we need to imagine how good that would be if you animated the. I mean, I'm terrible with animations. This isn't going to happen from my end. But, um, <laughs> 
Like you do our podcast and you even animate the intro, which would be quite hilarious. So you'd have to animate Matt's sad stories from episodes one to 20. <laughs> oh man, that'd be so funny. Like, uh, right. Can you do a draw? All right. Everyone at home, can you do a drawing and tweet at us at Miss Podcast? <laughs> Matt in his car looking sad at a woman who hasn't slept with him. <laughs> oh yeah. God. Fun times. Good Imagine times, the animation actually. of the Big challenge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, again, I, I'm still up for it, Dan. Once we have a bit of time, I think next time we meet each other in real life, we should sit down and do a retrospective record where we sit down, listen to the first 20 episodes, <laughs> and do that. a commentary we review on our own. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It was like four years ago, though, wasn't it? Like you said. So, yeah, pretty crazy. It definitely changed a lot in that time, but yeah. Pretty crazy. Um, just before we go, Matt, uh, onto the. Not go, I mean, go into the actual myth. Um, yeah. myth. Um, can you please quickly, just for two minutes, summarize when you text me the other day to say that you mentioned him earlier, actually, Richard Herring. Yes. You had something happened to him recently, it sounds. And I asked that maybe you could tell me on the podcast. Please. Yes. So um, on Twitch, if you're not familiar, there's a system called Raiding, which uh, isn't as bad as it sounds. It's really good. So when your show ends, you have the choice to uh, deposit all of your uh, fans uh, who are watching you into someone else's stream. It's meant to show cooperation and stuff like that. It's a really good tool to build a network and stuff like that. Um, so that was nice. Uh, however, um, earlier in the year, I talked to Richard Herring about doing a project, about doing um, Twinge Festival, which is uh, something um, I set up in uh, in August. Uh, he, he politely declined because he has a lot going on. I, I won't mention that on the on air right now. But uh, yeah, and Richard Herring is a definitely... Uh, he, uh, it, it, listen to right, listen to the first 20 episodes and see how much Richard Herring influenced me. <laughs> that, you, we you, went to see my... Richard Herring. I went to see Richard Herring with you once and it was yes, so, in so London. good. And in, in Dirty Dicks in London. Um, yeah, was, it was, was great. so good. And uh, yeah, and uh, as I mentioned earlier, I interviewed him and uh, uh, yeah, he, he was a big, he, he has these really amazing shows and uh, one of my favorite stand-ups ever. And um, I was really quite obsessed with him. I was just, at, at one point, I was so obsessed with him. I shouldn't say this on air, but I, I knew he lived in Shepherd's Bush in London. And I was doing a gig in the evening. And I thought, why don't I just ride the tube around Shepherd's Bush and I might see Richard Herring. Did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's fucking <laughs> mad, mate. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, cause, like, that's, that's, that is genuine stalker behavior. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, wow. But again, we've all changed. My, my, my life could have been very different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like I am one step away from being a horror um, like uh, character. I'm like the Michael Myers of podcasting, like a visual, like uh, a verbal stare. You know what I mean? Um, but anyway, uh, it's Halloween themed. Uh, but um, yeah, but he. Um, nice try. Yeah. Um, but with um, but with that, though, I am. Um, uh, so I was just playing the game the other day, and I don't know why, but Richard Herring raided into me. He uh, he kind of took all of his fans <laughs> from uh, his um, uh, you, me Richard Herring raided into you. That's something I didn't think I'd hear today. <laughs> it was. I had a lot of dreams. Um, um, but yeah, it's um, yeah, it's one of those things where yeah, it was just it kind of blew my mind. It was so nice. It felt like yeah. Joking aside, you know we we joke a lot, being like not not making it on this podcast but that felt like a moment there where i got that validation you know it's like holy shit you know i've worked towards a lot of stuff it meant a lot it's good that's a proud moment of you your idol raided you your comedy hero chose you as a subject to throw all of his people into in twitch yeah and to be fair um 
you don't have to raid, but he he and he rarely doesn't, and I don't know why he picked me, but he did pick me, and he uh, went to went over to me. It was very nice. Was he there as well? He said hello. He actually didn't, um, oh. but you don't have to. But yeah, and to be fair, like most people, kind of raid and dash, but um, but sometimes you can do. But so he didn't say, and he didn't didn't reply to me on social media. But he said it in spirit. He's busy. Yeah, he's a busy guy. Um, I went to see some comedy the other day, just quickly. Went to the uh, secret comedy club. Uh, when you know when you turn up and you don't know who you're going to see. Mm-hmm. And I saw Larry Dean, very funny guy, Scottish. guy. Oh yes, I uh, I hung out with him once in Edinburgh. Very yeah, nice. Very I, very fun, good set. Fun story with Larry Dean. I uh, at the end of Edinburgh Fringe, I went to go and get a, a thank you card. But I, there's a lot of people want to say thank you too, so I bought a lot of the cheap cards. Classic hoss, right? And <laughs> I was buying them for like thirty pence or something like that. And Larry Dean walked in, and he kind of <laughs> wandered up to me. And goes oh 33 cards they must have meant a lot to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, i'm also trying to see who else i saw i cannot remember his name but he was also very good um oh what's his name was what's it david chappelle <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh nabil abdul rashid i think it was yeah oh was. yeah he was on uh, britain's got talent yeah he was good he was very funny as well it was him and larry dean good good lineup and uh dan well what is it like when you see those other comedians do it? Because I'm obviously the best professional comedian you know. But like, who, what were they like? Yeah, they were... Well, I think the difference between you and them is... <laughs> when they were doing the set, there's like maybe 100 people in this comedy club. And when they were doing a set, they they had like... Their structure was like, say something, lots of laughter. Say something, lots of laughter. Say mm-hmm. something, lots of laughter. Like they had one of those kind of structures. Yes. <laughs> Whereas you have one of the, you have more of like a say something, say something again, <laughs> repeat the thing again, say the thing that you said the first time, tap the mic, yeah, then laughter, and I feel like you know it's just different styles. Hmm. Now, um, hmm. My my style is a test, tried and tested method. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> no, and- look, I've told you this before. When I came to see you at the Wimbledon, new, um, the new Wimbledon Studios. Yes. Um, I Just came to say, see say theatre, but say bracket studio, because that sounds better. New Wimbledon Theatre, bracket studio. Yeah. It just When I saw you at Wimbledon Theatre, I'll just say Bra- that, and then you yeah. can decide which one you wanted. Um, <laughs> um, I, I said that your, your set was much improved. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was hilarious. I, I really feel like that Richard Herring's advice about making people laugh, it, it showed. I thought it was yeah. really, really good. You've always been very funny. Though. I really pay hard on you, but you know I've always been. I've oh, really thanks, enjoyed man. seeing you. You're That's, a very funny guy. To be fair, I, I've done many gigs where there have been absolute fucking car crashes. <laughs> yeah, I've actually only ever seen good ones from you, to be fair. Oh, thanks, man. Um, Which I think is the norm. Yeah, I, I, you see me do quite a lot of different versions of shows. Uh, but yeah, it's been, been good. Um, but yeah, Dan, how are you doing in your life? What's new with you? Um, still got a job. Yeah, well, still <laughs> not a spy. No, no. Or would you? Uh, do you take inspiration from the James Bond film? Being like, oh, mm. actually going to see it tomorrow. Have you seen it? I have seen it. Yeah, is it good? People say very good things. Mm, I I will say I'll tell you off air, but I kind of think that I think it's not it's okay. Uh, the ending's fantastic. The rest of it's kind of felt like filler, in my opinion. That's interesting. Okay, because people have been saying very good things, haven't they? So I'm, mm. I'll I'll let you know my my opinions when I see. We it gotta tomorrow. have a film chat sometime, Dan. We need we to should. we need to have a cinema trip sometime. 
Matt, should we do the podcast? Should we, we do should. the second part of... I've got another little Chinese myth for us. Another Celtic slash Chinese myth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's give it a go. So today, uh, I have no idea what we're talking about today. Do you Dan, remember last sorry, episode? Do you remember Pangu? Pangu, yes, I actually creation, do. So, the Chinese creation story. So I remember him being like a like an Atlas figure holding up stuff, and his body. He kind of he spent like a, a lot of time in the egg. He held so up yeah, the sky like for a bit. Thirteen thousand years in an egg, and then he like yeah, he died pretty quickly, and then uh, yeah, he uh, his body became the earth, right? Yeah, in in a nutshell. <laughs> now, he's now, in this, egg. now there's quite a few Chinese gods and they've all got interesting names but there's one god that has a, I think the most interesting name he's simply called Monkey now I don't want to ruin anything because I'm not I, this is the only thing I've read of the document and I didn't read this beforehand I've just read this now but the title for this is one, episode 132 the infamous irrepressible Monkey King and the great sage of equal of heaven and it's like that is the best title we've ever had <laughs> that is the best title we've ever had yeah, it's a good one. Um, yeah, this is Chinese. So, um, yeah, he's just called Monkey uh, because he looks like a monkey. That's how he's depicted. Um, he doesn't, it's not like Pangu, who had an actual name. He's just, um, yeah, he's just a monkey god. Not the god of monkeys, I don't think. I think he's just a god that happens to be a monkey, if that makes sense. Well, that is very confusing. Yeah. It is. <laughs> but he's called Monkey, and I thought he has a nice little story. Um, so I thought we'd maybe start with him. Um, well,. Yeah, that, that sounds good. Should we just go straight for it? Um, Let's do it. You want to start? Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, so this is on. the infamous irrepressible monkey king and the great sage equal of heaven. From the beginning of time, a certain rock on the mountain of fruit and flowers had been soaking up the goodness of nature and QI energy. I'm going to say that again because I think it's chi energy. Chi energy, it is. Yeah. Do you know how I know that, Dan? How? Because um, it's spelled QI uh, as I've... Uh, as a layman said it, and I use that word a lot in Scrabble to get you uh, get out of those pesky cues. Nice, nice. And it's my highest because it's a ten ten point word. So you put that together, done. Eleven points. Or on double word score, um, twenty two points. Thank you, thank you. On a triple word Scrabble score. tips, follow Matt. At. <laughs> That's my new podcast. Um, Dan, I've also got another thing to say. Uh, well, I'll tell you afterwards. Um, that that thing is that I've been practicing my reading, but I want you to guess why. Okay, <clears throat> we'll do that at the end. Let's <laughs> let's. Shall I start? I'll start again. From the beginning of time. <laughs> From the beginning of time, a certain rock on the mountain of fruit and flowers had been soaking up the goodness of nature and chi energy. One day, this pregnant rock released a stone egg, and from it hatched a stone ape. Who solemnly bowed to the four corners of the earth. Okay. Then jumped off to have fun. Right. Okay. Good start. 
A lot happened there. There's a mountain that laid an egg. <laughs> yep. Can rocks get pregnant? Apparently. Have you ever fucked a rock, Dan? <laughs> I'd prefer not to comment. <laughs> and not only does the rock uh, give birth to another rock, it gives birth to a stone ape. And not only does that, is it a stone ape, it jumps off the earth, the four corners of... So this is a flat earth theory. No, it just says it then jumps off to have fun. I don't know if it jumps off Earth or if it oh, just wait. like they just mean it jumped off the rock and decided to you know go to do its thing. Okay, I understand. Fair play. This was Monkey. Um, he was a high-spirited, egotistical, and full of mischievous pranks. Monkey is like the Loki of the Chinese mythology. I believe so. I believe so. Okay, he was soon having a wonderful time as King of the Apes, but a niggling worry began to gnaw him one which would change his life. The Monkey King feared death. <laughs> well, to be fair, who doesn't, mate? Um, Sounds a bit like you, Matt. Mischievous, high-spirited, but always worried about the pangs of death. <laughs> Existential and... <laughs> Existential uh, crises. Monkey yeah. had a lot of thoughts about his head in episode 10. <laughs> <laughs> um, to find immortality, Monkey became the disciple of Father Sabodi, a rather dour, Taoist sage. This sage, unimpressed with his simian tricks, gave the Monkey King a new title. Disciple Aware of Emptiness. That's harsh. Disciple Aware of Emptiness. Again, quite existential. This is this feels like a Radiohead album. It's all kind of it does, doesn't it? The dis- disciple Aware of Emptiness. He's like, you know what you are, Monkey? You're a good disciple, but you're very aware of death and emptiness, so... I'm going to call you the Disciple Aware of Emptiness. I think there's going to be a better title for that. because that Probably has. I feel like the Sage really... I, I can already tell. I'm sure he's great at a lot of things, but I don't think giving people titles is one of them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, Monkey was very pleased with this epithet, not realising it referred to the vacuum in his head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Monkey. I love Monkey. He's a cheeky boy. I love him a lot. After much haggling, Father Sabodi uttered the words of illumination and explained the process of cloud flying and also revealed the secret of the 72 transformations, which, thought Monkey, was extremely good value for money. (laughs) (laughs) Extremely good value for... I love Monkey so much. Like, I'm going to say this, Dan. We have a lot of great people on this this podcast, uh, characters. We've had, you know, like Odysseus, we've had Oedipus, we've had Norse gods, we've had um, Horus and Set. Now, I think Monkey might be my favourite person of all. (laughs) I feel like he's just really, he's having an existential crisis, but also he's quite stupid, so he doesn't really care. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which, it really is a vibe of this podcast, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Instead of being like, yes, I have been given many powers. He's just like, yeah, this seems pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but also, I, there's a lot going on here. Like, And I'm going to say WTF and creativity are going to be high today. Cause I have... should also say, by the way, skim reading this earlier, I believe the revealed the secret of the 72 transformations, I believe that is a myth in itself that I hadn't quite thought we I needed to do before this. So maybe I'll do that next time. But I think okay. that's its own thing in Chinese mythology. So I think we'll cover that at another point. Actually, but I think it's that... like the ability to change into many things. Okay, well... Can I guess how many things you can change? Yeah, how into? many things do you think the 72 transformations to continue and do? <laughs> I'm going to guess 72. Oh! So close. So close. It was 72. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, cloud flying as well. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I think 
It's either flying, just flying, because clouds are up high, or maybe the ability to only fly in clouds, which I don't think is as good, apart from if it's overcast. Yeah, well, the, the overcast monkey sounds like a cool band. Um, but yeah, uh, so I thought it was going to do like a Norse thing and just say a thing, assumes that we know about it and move on quickly. That was the vibe I was getting there, but <laughs> yeah. never mind. Dan, do you want to take the next bit? Returning home to his monkey subjects, he discovered that they were under siege by a fearsome monster. Magic tricks were no good. What he needed was a weapon. Firstly, I know they said he was the king of the monkeys, but we didn't actually read. They skipped a huge chunk of when he became, when he got his monkey subjects. <laughs> yeah, I, and also, I don't know why that happened at some point. He was the king of monkeys, yeah. He needed uh, a weapon to defeat this monster, though. That's kind of cool. So he I just find off... some monkey subjects just real. I don't know why, but it's very funny. Monkey subjects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. So he whizzed off to the Dragon King, Ao Guang, and cajoled his way into the treasury, where he found the great magic wishing staff, a huge rod of black iron, which heaven had used to flatten the bed of the Milky Way. It weighed 13,000 pounds. <laughs> which would expand to fill the universe or shrink to the size of a needle. Wow. I mean, Damn. there's a lot going on here. And also, I, I want to know more about Al Guang because like, he's like... I think, by the way, that's a god in his own right, so we will be doing him at some point, the Dragon King. <laughs> That'd be great because like, the Dragon King sounds really intense and this monkey's like, yeah, man, can I have your, can I have your stuff? It's like... It's <sighs> just like if I gave you the money, will you just leave and never return? Like he sounds like he's had a disappointed stepdad. Yeah, I mean he does. <laughs> he does. He does. Because we've got we're, this story is of Monkey King, but then there's also Dragon King. There's a few other animals in the Chinese oh, like see. calendar that are gogs. You know. Yeah. What is there going to be one like with like Shrimp King or like what's <laughs> the most <laughs> most uh, like. A porcupine king, you know, like I want to see. Yes, those king. famous Chinese uh, animals, the the famous Chinese <laughs> zodiac yeah. animals of porcupine and shrimp. Yeah, of of course, <laughs> it's a year of the shrimp. Come on, people. Um, but there's a lot to construct here. So he's come back to his monkey subjects. He's in. They're all being. He doesn't say what kind of monster, but it's fearsome. So it's scary. And then he's like, "Shit, I need to get a weapon. I know. I'll go to my best friend. I don't even know if they're friends. Actually, he just maybe colleagues." Dragon King, Al Guang, and he goes, Hey bud, can I use you? And this this staff sounds pretty cool, right? It weighs thirteen thousand pounds, but it can expand to fill the universe or shrink to the size of a needle. So it can be a, whatever size you need it to be for that particular job. That's kind of cool. Absolutely. Yeah. And like it sounds like uh, one of those um one of the screwdrivers where you can say any uh, it'll do any job, do you know what I mean? And yeah. it's pretty nice. And all in one magic stuff. Yes, all in one. You know, lovely bit of business. It's the Allen key of the universe. It is. <laughs> Monkey was delighted with this weapon of mass destruction. Jesus, it's a weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> it's a nuke. Yeah, it's a <laughs> nuke. Yeah. Uh, also, it's like, right, we need a. <laughs> we're under siege here by these medieval people. Do you know what we should do? <laughs> nuke them. <laughs> it's like, that's too much. A weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> yeah, George uh... Bush coming after your ass, mate. Nice. Monkey nice. was delighted with this weapon of mass destruction and used it to bludgeon many a demon. Demon there afterwards. Wow. He's just wow. he monkey's just going around with this weapon of mass destruction, just bludgeoning demons to death. And like, when I respect like this, that. When it says a magic wishing stuff. I thought he was gonna like cast a spell or you know do something. Fancy no, you just with bludgeon it. people to death. <laughs> 
just use a hammer? Like, I quite like the idea, though, that you actually are meant to use it for magic. Like, you're meant to wish. But Monkey doesn't know that, so he's just using it as an object. Yeah. I, this guy's a legend, you know. Really, he's just going around smashing people with it, and everyone's like, "No, you're meant to. Oh, you're meant to wish with it. You're, oh my god, don't damage it. Oh my god, he's just using it to hit people. Oh, this is so embarrassing." Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Wasn't long before reports of Monkey's tricks started to reach the austere ears of the Jade Emperor. First, the Long Wang Ocean Dragons complained of rudeness and theft. Why do you think they're called the Long Wang Dragons, sir, Matt? Um, I, I think those dragons are, um, maybe have very, uh, very girthy genitalia. That's what I think. Oh, I assumed it was because their surname was Wang and they were very long. <laughs> Come on. Long Wang is a very funny name. It's <laughs> funny. The Long Wang Ocean Dragons. I'm sorry if that's um, inappropriate, but I just thought it was just funny. It's good. Then Yan Lao Wang, the God of Death lodged a formal protest. <laughs> uh, Wait, hold on. Wait, the god of death. It's like, I am the god of death. How should I react? Oh, I'm just going to put in a complaint, actually, with your, your boss. Matt, it's your favourite time of any podcast episode where you get to do a voice. Okay, what does the god of death sound so like? Yao Lang, so I want your best Chinese accent. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not doing a Chinese accent. <laughs> I, 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 no, I, uh, we... <laughs> I'll just do a god of death. Just do a god of death. Do our generic myth god of death voice. You know the one. Um, I, I think... Should I go like a Brian Blessed kind of thing? That intolerable ape has just vandalized my filing system and made my... Mo- no, it doesn't fact. The god of death's like, that intolerable ape has just no. vandalized my filing system and made monkeys immortal. What are you going to do about it? Ah, so... The God of Death is protesting because Monkey Monkey's using the, doing all sorts of tricks with his with his powers and his magic staff, and he's he's robbing off the dragons, which is really annoying them, and his rudeness. So he's just being a dick. And then the God of Death has noticed that he's 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 actually managing to make his monkey subjects immortal. And I guess that's that's kind of cool. But so he's kind of worked for him. Monkey's got what he asked for, which is immortality. He's managed to fix it. He's managed to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. So fair play, Monkey. Like Monkey is like. I think Monkey is um, on its way to a perfect score here. This is this is looking good. Not wishing to shed needless karma, the Jade Emperor invited Monkey to heaven and gave him a job, um, which I, I assume is a the, um, the Pixies uh, did a song about that. This Monkey's gone to heaven um, without pay, of course. Um, so wait, it's it's a volunteer rule. Yes. This plan to keep the peace was amazingly successful. For an entire day. <laughs> then Monkey discovered that his post as Keeper of the Heavenly Stables was so lowly that even the horse manure ranked higher than him. Right, hold on. So, so the Jade Emperor said, all right, we need to deal with this Monkey issue. This guy who has a weapon of mass destruction, <laughs> that's off from a job picking up uh, angelic horse shit. Right? Yes, that's basically what his job is. I mean, what, a, what an interesting... That's that's a bold gambit right there. Like, what, what's so good about heaven? Like, like, yeah, this is interesting. So, insulted beyond belief, Monkey ran amok, burst into the Jade Emperor's court, and dared to threaten his august person, the ruler of the universe. Sighed. Do you want to do a sigh? <sighs> Consulted his advisors and bestowed a new title upon him. 
Great sage, equal of heaven. And do you want to do an impression of the monkey? I like him being cheeky. I might go Irish. Yeah. That's much better. Said monkey. Impressed. So he's called Great Sage, Equal of Heaven. But by his very nature, the Great Sage was irrepressibly naughty. He just couldn't help it. He gobbled up Lauzo's longevity pills, stuffed his face with the precious peaches of immortality, gate-crashed official parties, and made insulting gestures to all and sundry. Finally, he left heaven in disgust, claiming it wasn't good enough for him. Now, hold on. So, he's eating peaches of immortality, so he's immortal. A bit like the um, golden uh, the golden apples golden in North Mythology. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's also, he's gate-crushing, he's been... But he's also had something called Lauzo's... Um, um, oh, do you have a t Yeah, which definitely sound like... erections, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I need my longevity pill. It's, I'm, I'm an old man. Um, so, he's monkeys fucking off the place. So, now, the Jade Emperor finally lost his esteemed cool. He sent the heavenly army to obliterate monkey once and for all. Nothing could withstand the mighty force. But, the great stone ape, immortal, spiritually illuminated, and filled with heavenly essences, was not only indestructible, but also... Pretty handy in a fight. The forces of heaven made an embarrassing display and slunk off a defeat. There was nothing for it. The ruler of heaven called. Who do you think they're going to call, Dan? The Ghostbusters. <laughs> Close enough. They're going to call. The A-Team. Oh. <laughs> no. Power Rangers. It's Buddha. Thunderbirds. <laughs> I didn't expect the Fellowship Buddha of the Ring. Uh... <laughs> It's Buddha. Now, nice. Buddha, in his infinite wisdom, knew better than to subdue Monkey by a force. Instead, he offered him a wager. Now, do you want to do a voice for Buddha? Oh, this could get. Yeah. <laughs> Just do some of his calm. Just chill, really, I feel like Buddha's really calm. Okay. If you're so clever, jump off the palm of my hand. If you can do that, I'll demote the emperor and give heaven to you. But if you can't. I'll expect a full apology and penance. The Monkey King laughed. Laugh, Dan. There you go. He <laughs> <laughs> <You> did. <laughs> that sounded so Irish. He could travel thousands of miles in a single leap. The bet was on. But I stretched out his hand and Monkey jumped. Um, now, um, there's, there's a lot going on here. So... So Monkey can jump, it can defeat a lot of armies, but let's see what happens with his jump. Several thousand miles later, the Great Sage landed in a desolate plain with great columns reaching up the sky. Here, uh, these must be the five pillars of wisdom at the end of the universe, he thought. That Buddha is just plain stupid to make such a silly bet. And to show his disrespect, he... (laughs) And to show his disrespect, he pissed all over the nearest pillar and jumped back to claim his reward. I didn't expect the word pissed to be in there. (laughs) So basically, Buddha's like, right, if you can jump from my hand, you win. And the monkey's like, cool. So he's he's jumped from Buddha's hand thousands of miles. He's even gone to the edge of the earth. When he's got there, he's pissed all over the pillars of the edge of the earth and then jumped back. 
He's cocky, so, this one. It's so interesting. So much going on here. It's, Is uh, the emperor packing his bags yet? <laughs> asked Monkey as he landed. The Holy One raised a sublime eyebrow. I don't know why you're grinning. He said. You've been on my palm the whole time. An astonished monkey rubbed his eyes and stared at a familiar five-looking pink pillars on Buddha's hand. <laughs> he then smelt the stench of monkey pee and trembled. <laughs> he just pissed on Buddha's hand. And he just pissed all over some fingers thinking it was his, like, yeah. Wow. That... <laughs> That's funny. The next thing he knew, he was lying on the ground with a mountain on top of him. And there he stayed for 500 long years, being fed molten copper and iron pills by an attendant demon while the moss grew in his ears. What the fuck's going on, Dan? It's basically their version of Prometheus, I think. Like, he's getting punished for 500 years by being fed molten copper and iron by a demon. (laughs) But, like, not only being fed molten copper and iron, which is weird, is him pill form? Like, (laughs) what? Um... By the time Guy Yin came along, the great sage of equal of heaven was a thoroughly humble creature. So, so he had 500 years to cool down. Fair play. As told in Journey to the West, Guy Yin enlisted a monkey as a chief disciple of the young Buddhist monk, Tripitaka. Together with Sandy and Pigsy, he protected the boy on his quest to India, battling demons and righting wrongs along the way. His natural monkey trickery now had a holy purpose, which he unleashed with much enthusiasm, and his uncontrollable ego was kept firmly in place by a little device of Guyan's devising, a headband made of gold. The unsuspecting great sage was not prepared for the terrible torture uh, of the Headache Sutra. My favourite kind of sutra. <laughs> um, whenever monkey misbehaved, Tripitaka recited the sutra, and the golden... Um, and the golden fillet squeezed until his very eyeballs felt like bursting. Fucking hell, that's mental. Isn't this whole thing absolutely mad? It is, it is. Try as he might, he could not remove it. Though there's no defense except submission. Um, and pretty soon, Monkey was the most humble disciple the world has ever known. Usually. After many, many, many adventures, the travelers fulfilled their quest. Monkey was rewarded for all of his efforts with the book. With the title Buddha Victorious Against Disaster, BVAD for short, um, and is finally his made peace with heaven. We don't know where the great sage gets up to nowadays, but presumably he keeps himself occupied. Wow, what? there we go. That is the story over the course of 500 years of Monkey from being born out of a rock to being taken on a quest to help people in India, and yeah. Monkey is the character that keeps on giving. That was good. He Very is. good. That was a good one, huh? That Not only was that a good one, it's a perfect one. So, I think that, shall we, shall we go and rank it? I agree. Let's do this thing. Okay, welcome back. So, if you don't know how this works, we're going to record, uh, we're going to uh, rank this whole myth on the base of four. Uh, ten ca- uh, there's four categories for ten points each. There's life skills, creativity, um, moral rules, and WTF. And I'm Dan. I gotta say, this is a high scorer. This is a I high got- one. Can I just say, firstly, shout out to um, 
obviously Pangu was really good last last week as well with the whole like living in an egg and breaking his body apart. Chinese mythology, I think I think we're gonna have some fun. Absolutely. There's um a lot Also of I like that this one um should mention that this one quite a few other gods were mentioned in this that we will cover their own stories, so it was kinda nice, I think, as an introduction. Awesome. Well let, let's give it a go. So life skills, what are the practical things we learn? But so, I mean, what didn't we learn? We learned yeah. how to jump. We learned how to give birth from a rock. We yeah. learned how to wish and make, we learned how to immortality. We learned how to be super strong. We learned how to jump. We learned how to pee. We learned how to <laughs> um, torture. We learned how to go on a quest. We learned how to steal things from dragons. Yeah. We learned how to. I did a lot. It's a ten, isn't it? Come on. Yeah, I, I I really couldn't agree more. There's trickery. There's there's war. There's uh, there's also a, a, a sutra headband which can bulge out people's eyes. It's a ten if I've ever heard one. All right, let's go to morals then. Uh, morals. So these are the ethical things that we've learnt, like the moral lessons. Um, I guess it's don't be a dick, right? <laughs> <laughs> that is the, the... that's the moral right here because he got humbled at the end because he mm-hmm. was getting so cocky. But... Getting, he was getting more and more powerful and he was getting cockier by every day and the other gods like you know it, it took buddha and an almighty divine being to finally put him in his place and say oi you're not all that buddy so but like i think it's interesting though because i mean they did do it via torture but that's a whole separate issue <laughs> yeah i mean like, let's 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 sweep that under the rug quickly but like uh I think so basically there's... he had weapons that they thought he had, he had weapons of mass destruction and then he tortured him so he's basically the it's like Guantanamo Bay. He's like the Guantanamo Bay. He's the, he's the Iran of Chinese mythology. Oh my God, that's hilarious, but sad. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, that's another depth we, we've got. Um, but in terms of morals, I think that um, Monkey never gives back until later on in his life. Do you know what I mean? Because he always keeps on taking and taking and taking and taking. And that's the thing that leads to... Because a lot of people try and yes. give him, come a lot of slack all the way through. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they Emperor, are. Um, the uh, the dragon kings and stuff like that he got away with a lot right but um it, what i think is really 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 strong is that he learns to be humble and that that time away actually does help but also he is under threat as well like so if you don't do this your eyes are going to bulge out so yeah and, and i think that i think it's quite high and there's also other stuff as well like we learn um compromise we learn that it's okay to uh um to reflect on your past and to think better of it. That's the thing with today's podcast too. And if if we don't give that a 10 out of 10, what do we give a 10 out of 10? Go on, give it a 10. Oh, yeah, buddy. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Well, creativity, that's a 10. That's just how good the narrative is. It's all about how many interesting things... And, that, and we're doing this when we re-rank these things we tend to do it based on other myths we've done you know you kind of all take with things and everything is it just a 10 for creativity in WTF so but let, yeah, let's uh, to be honest I'm is it a 40 wrote, myth is this I, a 40 myth like Horace and Set because that was I've, messed up I've already written down 10 for all of them you already have okay there we go <laughs> <are. laughs> but let's just let's just quickly go over why you think it's WTF because I feel that creativity and WTF are two sides of the same coin um but yeah, WTF, there's demons, there's weapons of mass destruction, <laughs> a monkey uh, taking erection pills, um, there are um, a headband that bulges his eyes out, there's a Buddha who he pisses on Buddha. <laughs> there's weapons of mass destruction that he uses to beat demons with. Yeah. Uh, so and then I... creativity, like you said, same side of the, different side of the same coin, but creativity, 
it's very creative because it's all about like there's a real narrative we've got like basically the 500 years of monkey from his inception as a from a rock mother to <laughs> yeah to, which is really wtf a rock gave birth and then um all the way through him being like you know tortured and all that stuff right through to him being humbled and actually finally going to heaven as an equal then you've got all the different characters they really mm-hmm. like there was a real journey there with all that you really felt for all the different gods and characters that he'd annoyed yeah absolutely and yeah i think um uh yeah i i i think it's um it's a perfect score it's a 40 out of 40 We've only ever had another. This is the second ever forty for forty. I never sort of thought we'd see another forty out of forty. No. Not gonna lie, that's it's really made my day. That that's that's good. So, uh, so uh, it's up there with Horace and Set. Oh, an absolute cracking adventure that was. Monkey Horace and Set. Three legends and three yeah. legends. Although unlike Horace and Set, this one didn't have Uncle Rape in it. I mean, that's always a. Bad... Should we give an extra bonus point for that? <laughs> what? Because it didn't have. Yeah. <laughs> bonus point. No. No Uncle Rape. <laughs> He's actually typing that. No, that's a 40 out of 40. I like that. That's really 40, good. 41 out of 40, more like, mate. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so I think... Uh, so, Dan, um, did you enjoy today's myth? I really, really did. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. almost said that, but I really, that really did. without yawning? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. The screen makes me yawn sometimes. Mm. I'm staring at the screen. Oh, my God. Remember when we used to like meet up in person oh and you would God. have to take naps halfway through? Like, yeah. Because it was honestly. so sleep. We, we, but to be fair, we do four hours of recording, which is Yeah, intense. it's a lot. But no, this has been really, really enjoyable. Um, I skimmed Red Monkey before I obviously put it in the myth today, and I, I thought it looked like a good one. So, yeah. I don't know what the other ones are going to be like. Um... I can't promise they'll be just as action-packed, but hopefully if Pangu and this are anything to go by, then the Chinese Pantheon really has some some interesting characters. For so sure. I think, yeah, very exciting to see where that goes. But um, yes, if you liked this myth, mm-hmm. you can follow us at Miss Podcast on uh, Twitter and Facebook. You can also email us, misspodcast at gmail.com. Can't they, Matthew? Yeah, they can do. Do say hello to us and we can read out your message on air. Or if you don't want that, just email us and tell us not for air and we can do that too. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, yeah, make sure to follow me at Matt Ask Comedy online everywhere and yeah. check out all my stuff. And yeah, or you out. can call Matt on 077439. Dude, you, well, you can't actually read it out. Oh, when you going to stop it? <laughs> I have to edit that now, you prick. Do you think that's funny? I'm really, your bastard number, and now I edit it. So actually, if you want to call Dan, uh, no, 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 no. Oh, seven, blah, eight. Blah, blah, oh, you don't like blah, it? Blah, 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 I can blah, mute you. I can mute you. You're going blah blah blah. blah, 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 blah. Oh no! Five, two, I've been hoisted by my own petard. <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> you little shit. Oh, I've basically done a monkey there, haven't I? Yes, you did, and I've just bodied your body. Yeah, nice, nice. What a nice end. <laughs> <laughs> art life imitating art yeah absolutely um but yeah we'll catch you all soon people we'll see you again hopefully um uh, maybe next week or next month uh, whenever that is but we'll see you very soon take care everyone bye, bye. myths myths myths